Hi everyone, welcome to the Mouse and More podcast. This is Tony, and tonight I am joined by Liza and a new host who goes by the name of Cheryl. Some of you might have heard of her before. Uh, it's my wife. Hi. Hi, Hi Liza. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> it's Cheryl. We've heard so much about Cheryl throughout the years and all the things that she's put up with with Tony. That's right. Oh, no. I, I, I hope she's not listened to the show a lot because according to what I've said, she's um, cheap or, or as I like to say, budget conscious. I'm frugal. Frugal. So uh, that will bring a new uh, frugal aspect to the show. Yeah. Uh, I'm the I'm the spend. Uh, I'm the one who wants to spend all our money, and you try to save us as much as we can. So I stay on property. You stay off site. Right. You yeah. would stay in a rental trailer if you could. Hey, whatever gets me to Disney more often. Would right. you stay in a tent? I love tent camping. So okay, yeah, there you go. Cheryl would tent camp. Yes. <laughs> I would tent camp at Disney, but I would not. I do not like tent camping outside of Disney. That's like got to be heat, though. I don't know. In Florida, it's got to be a little. It could be warm. I don't know about that, but uh, yeah, just uh, you know, trying to watch for the deals all the time, and then we get to go more often. All right. So Cheryl is uh, a new host uh, as part of the podcast. So welcome. Thank you. Um, I don't know if this is good for me or bad for me. Well, um, I'll, I keep you on your toes. You do, and you keep me in check. So that is good. And tonight we thought we would talk about uh, a little bit about Epcot. Uh, we've just visited in the month of January and February, and we'll be going in March because we're new annual pass holders. So we're trying to make the, the most of our winter uh, and getting out of Connecticut and down into the Florida sunshine. Uh, so we've had the experience to visit uh, a new festival this this year. Uh, and that is the International Festival of the Arts. And we just kind of thought we'd cover the four festivals that Epcot is known for and maybe talk about some of our experiences that we've taken uh, these past couple trips off the beaten path. Uh, some things that uh, that most guests don't do um, because maybe they don't know about them or they're they're just not as popular. And uh, we thought that the three of us would share our experiences with that. And hopefully uh, our, our listeners find it exciting. So, uh, Liza, have you had the opportunity? I know Epcot is one of your favorite parks. It is, uh, and that is, it is my favorite park. And that is because of Illuminations, RIP. <laughs> and uh, I know I won't get you going on that. But I will tell you that we saw Big Al in the Magic Kingdom over the weekend. You did? And, uh, yes, he was out and about in front of the... Uh, Country Bears building, uh, letting guests take selfies with him. So while they're refurbishing the building and, and redoing the attraction, Big Al was outside. Oh, so that's nice. That forward to. Yeah. yeah. So, but we're here to talk about Epcot tonight. And Epcot, uh, you know, it started out as a kind of permanent World's Fair with no characters. And over the years, that has changed where they brought in some IP and the characters and it has become more of a theme park than a World's Fair uh, with the addition of Guardians of the Galaxy, which I believe is the uh, one of the longest indoor roller coasters in the world. Uh, definitely, I believe, the uh, longest in the U.S. Uh, you know, it just they continue to bring more rides and attractions in that I think the kids want. Right. You know, when Epcot was first built, everybody wanted to go there for the culture. Uh, for the food, for visiting the countries, and it's kind of morphed over time. Uh, and along with that morphing, they've created a series of festivals uh, throughout the year. Now, I think part of it was to draw crowds in during the low periods. And, uh, you know, as Cheryl and I have discussed, uh, and, and we've discussed previously on, on the Mouse and More podcast, um, 
you know, there, there kind of is no more low period. No, uh, not at, at all. At Disney. Uh, Disney has found ways to bring guests there. And I think that these festivals are great examples of what they do to bring people in. Uh, but they're, they're really a great time. Um, and as I mentioned a couple of minutes ago, we had the opportunity to visit the International Festival of the Arts, which we've never really visited before. We've, we've been there in January, but I think we were usually there before the festival started. I think, yeah, we, we tend to do, uh, right in the new year. Right. And, uh, this year's International Festival of the Arts started in early January on. I have a question. <laughs> Did you guys see those acrobats in the, like, the little white tights? No. You missed Where the white tight acrobat? Uh, okay. Well, they have those are guys they in there. China? No, they're, they're usually like around the park entrance area. That, that's where they used to be now. I don't know where they would be now. No, they're in the World Showcase somewhere, but they're not in China. They're just like, okay. um, there's some We've acrobats. We've seen them before. Yeah, um, we didn't see them this time though. Okay. Well, they were there at the Festival of the Arts one year and I thought it was so funny. <laughs> It was like it was, was it the of, outfits. It was the outfits, and it was like they were doing it, doing the um, show to like some seventies kind of music, and it was really funny because <laughs> the white spandexy yeah. polyester look—it was great. We did not get uh, get to see that, unfortunately. I'm sure I would have gotten a kick out of that. It was pretty funny. They did a couple of things that I didn't know they did. One of them was the the painting of the mural. Have you ever done that? They give you the little cup of paint. Yes, and you stamp. Yeah, those were cute. Yeah, this year was fun. figment, and I liked the color, the different colors, figments on the wall. I thought that was cute. Yeah, so that was fun. So we did that. It was something a little different, and they didn't charge you for it, and so that was free. amazing. That's that's free. So that's a, that's a rarity in the world of Disney. That's true. Um, so I did look, and the International Festival of the Arts this year took place from January 12th through February 19th. It is the shortest of the festivals, um, but there is a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a lot of artists that come down, uh, a lot of artists who are associated with Disney, like Thomas Kincaid uh, has a booth there, and they sell a lot of their artwork. They also have the uh, Broadway musical series uh, at the America Gardens Theater in the America Pavilion, and we got to see three different sets of performers there, so that was fun. Uh, they also have the sidewalk art uh, that gets done along the bridge that takes you into uh, the World Showcase. They do, um, I like these the paintings that you walk into, uh, like you can walk into Munch's The Scream or Da Vinci's Mona Lisa, and and kind of replicate that uh, with with your own self uh, as the focus of the painting. Those are fun. You got a couple of those pictures. I did. Uh, I would I would run off and tell Cheryl I was going somewhere, and then I'd come back <laughs> and there'd be like six six new pictures on on my photo pass uh, because I have no problem taking pictures by myself. Yeah, it was. Uh, we made the mistake of signing up for the hundred dollar add on to the uh, annual pass where you get the unlimited photo pass pictures. I mean, Tony you might as enough. well. You might as well, because right. you're already spending how much? You might as well just add the tack on the extra hundred on one of the tickets. Right, you're you're spending fourteen hundred bucks. What's fifteen hundred dollars? Exactly. Right at that point. So, <laughs> right. So let's see. Who did we see when we went? We went earlier in January, and we saw um, we saw uh, Cassie Levy and Patty Murin, who starred as Anna and Elsa in Broadway's Frozen. Right. Uh, they were very good. They were great. Yeah. And that was the first uh, female couple. Uh, normally, it's a male and a female uh, that do the performances, but we got to see uh, them as the first female 
couple uh, in the Broadway uh, Sing series. Right. Uh, and then this past week, we got to see Mandy Gonzalez from Aida and Michael James Scott from Aladdin and oh. Bradley Gibson from The Lion King and Shoba Narayan from Aladdin. So uh, great and performances. And who was he in Aladdin? That was a Broadway in the Broadway show? Uh, he is the genie. He's the current genie on Broadway. Oh, how cool. But he has also been the genie all around the world. I think he was the genie in the Australian version and in London and on the U.S. touring company. Um, and he had finally been elevated to the Broadway stage. Uh, so he's, he's got a lot of genie experience in him. Yeah, they were all wonderful. And after we saw the, the first two from Frozen when we went, uh, in January, that's what I was all about for this trip was trying to see you know, all the performers that we could while we were there. Cause they're so great. It's like, you know, it's a little Broadway performance included with your admissions. But, you know, it's great. Yeah. And that's in the uh, American it, pavilion. It is. Okay. You know, it, it's each festival has their, their own little musical series. You know, it's garden, garden rocks for the uh, flower and garden festival. It's eat to the beat for the food and wine festival. Um, International Festival of the Holidays, of course, has the um, candlelight processional, candlelight processional yeah. that, that takes place. So there's always some type of musical performance. Um, you can do some of the dining packages, which will give you preferred seating. Um, I didn't find that we needed that because not there was not a bad one. seat in the house. So. Yeah, I don't know if some of the other um, concert series fill up more quickly, but we did okay getting there 10 or 15 minutes early with no problem. Right. And... Uh, you know, I know Liza that you are more, you are more of a fan of the the Garden Rocks and uh, Eat to the Beat because of some of the performers that, you know, I told Cheryl it's kind of like that's the casino circuit with some of those acts, uh, because it's usually like Warrant and Flock of Seagulls and old eighties mm-hmm. bands and nineties bands. And you know, uh, Rick Springfield. You know, are you going in March for the VIP tour? No, I'm going in no. April. Rick Springfield will be there in March, along with Berlin when we are there. So Berlin. we will get to see. We will get to see uh, and sing Jesse's Girl uh, with Rick Springfield. Now, so now, that will be a highlight. When Rick Springfield's there, you might want to get the dining package. I think it's going to be that busy. I, I, I'm shocked, but I'm telling you, it, people. I, I'm not a fan of Rick Springfield, really. I don't even. I mean, I know that one song, but that, that was. Not in my era of time, but people loved him, and they still yeah, love him. Big. And he's got groupies. And he is, be I there. believe he's seventy years old, oh and he God. is still very popular. Wow, he looks great though. He does. 70. He does. He's, he's still rocking it. So, Liza, have you had the opportunity to do the? Well, I think you said a couple of years ago you did the International Festival of the Arts. Have you done it recently? I I didn't. I don't know if I did. No, I did it last year. I did okay. it last year. Yeah, I did. Okay. Um, I just went for like a couple days. Just I popped in over there, and I really like I like all of the art booths. The food's okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, the food's not bad. The food booths, but I feel like sometimes they're really trying to go overboard with the deconstruction of the mm-hmm. burger or whatever it is. You know, they're just trying to put a little a lot of flair to the food, but it's kind of eh, I don't know. It's kind of lost on me. But I do like all of the art. And there was a few pieces of art that if I would have had the money to spend on it, I definitely would have bought a couple of pieces. They're so good. I, I really liked that. There right. was some great stuff. Well, that's, that's where Cheryl comes in handy. Because if, 
if she saves money on our hotel, that means I have money that I can spend on art. <laughs> Not that much money. No. We saw some beautiful tables that were like carvings of Disney scenes. Oh, really? With a, you know, a glass top. Oh, they were so pretty. Yeah, but they were thousands of dollars, and that was outside our budget. <laughs> yeah. Plus, how do you how do you get that home? I know you got to rent some van and drive it back and bubble wrap it. <laughs> you gonna do? Yeah, that was that was not happening. So no, but they had zeros. There's beautiful stuff. But I have to say that the the concerts were my favorite part of that. Mm-hmm. I would go back definitely next year. I'll be back to and try to time it so you can get as many of the performances you know, so that you span a couple of them and, and get to see a few. Right. So, you know, I, I think Liza makes a good point about the food. Um, and, and food was the showcase of the food and wine festivals originally. And with all of these festivals, those, those food booths that they were using for food and wine have, have somewhat become permanent food booths. Yep. Uh, as all of the festivals now incorporate food, uh, and beverages with, uh, with the festivals. Uh, and of course everything is themed to the festivals. So the building names change, the foods change, uh, but you know that you're going to get some good small plate, uh, pairings with, with wines and liquors and IPAs and beers and everything else that I don't drink, um, uh, when these festivals come in. So that's, that's brought a whole new aspect to, to some of these festivals. So you get, you get foodies. You get people who want to do stuff in their yard, so they go to flower and garden, but then you, you draw the foodies at the same time because they want all the food. Um, so, you know, it, it just goes to show you that Disney is doing what they can to draw that many more people in, and they've succeeded with these festivals because they're all very popular. Yeah, they're all fun. Food and wine is probably my least favorite because mm-hmm. um, I, I just – the food booths, I'm not impressed. The right. lines are really long. Um I don't want to say they're expensive because I feel like they're probably on par with anything else that you, you know, pay for in a theme park, but I, I don't love it. And I hate waiting in those super long lines. And if that's, mm-hmm. that's what the festival is all about, like there's not a whole lot else to it. So that's not really for me. And I'm not watching cooking demonstrations, but flower and garden, that's, that's my, that's my jam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of demonstrations, it's been tough the past few years because Epcot's been undergoing their transformation uh, and reimagining of certain areas. And we all know they used to use the old Wonders of Life building uh, to do cooking demonstrations in and, and flower demonstrations. Uh, and that building is no longer in use um, because they are working on Communicore Hall, uh, which is going to be a new building in uh, the reimagined front of Epcot. Uh, and part of Dreamer's point, uh, but Communicore Hall is not yet done. That's going to be a festival building. It's going to be designed to have uh, cooking demonstration spaces and spaces for use for the festival, um, and that is expected to be done later this year. No, no exact date uh, to you know uh, for the opening, uh, but it is expected to be completed in 2024. So that will bring, I want to say, it will bring a new old aspect right. of, of the festivals back. Um, but in a brand new space and a space specifically designed, uh, for, you know, that type of demonstration work. You're not just jamming it into the old, uh, wonders of life pavilion. You've got an entire area that is built for, uh, you know, it's, it's built with a purpose. So I'm sure they will do a wonderful job with that new building. What are they going to do with the wonders of life pavilion? Are they turning well, I- that into it? Like completely regutting it or? No, no. Communicore Hall is where the old imagine, um, 
Oh, what section was that? Where the dinosaur ride was? No, that's the dinosaur that's ride. Guardians. That is now Guardians of the Galaxy. That's Ellen. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Wonders of Life was supposed to be where the play pavilion was going to go. Yeah. Uh, but then the play pavilion kind of got uh, uh, put Strapped. on the back burner. Um, yeah. And the Communicore Hall is going just before the bridge to the World Showcase. It's where the old Club Cool used to be. Oh, uh, and they okay. had those little restrooms there and the character meet and greets. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Communicore Hall is going to be the new festival center and the home to the new Mickey and any meet and greet, which is great because right now they're at the entrance to the Disney and Pixar short film festival, just kind of wedged into a corner. <laughs> um, oh my so gosh. That, that will give them their own space. Uh, so that is coming in 2024. Um, the next festival that they have is the uh, Flower and Garden Festival. Uh, and that will be kicking off March 1st, uh, and that is a 90-day-long festival, and I, I think this is Cheryl's favorite festival. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, the flowers are gorgeous. And even when it's not the Flower and Garden Festival, the flowers are beautiful in in Epcot. So when they turn it up that extra notch, I just love it. I can stay there all the time and just take pictures and, I don't know, look, smell the pretty flowers. I love the butterfly garden and the food and the demonstrations and the merchandise. Yes. Gardening merchandise. They sell like, you know, potted plants and I don't know, gardening tools and seeds and things. I like all that stuff. So I like that. Yes. And your your mother is a avid gardener and bonsai devotee and uh, your grandmother was a gardener. So it it kind of runs in your blood. Yes, it does. I, my thumb is not quite as green as those before me, but still, I try. It's my favorite one, too, by far. Yes, do you do much gardening down in Louisiana? Oh, I am a gardening fool. You have no idea. I've got a garden in the back. Really? I grew cabbages and broccoli this winter. I'm planting my tomatoes now and my All peppers. Right. I wish and... I was planting tomatoes right now. Well, it's not cold here. I know. <laughs> That's why I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah, it's the same climate as Florida, basically, and where I live, because I'm the very south of Louisiana by the Gulf of Mexico. Okay. So it's hot. And there's a lot of mosquitoes right now. It's terrible. And, um, but I, I planted, like, I have a bunch of violas and snapdragons everywhere. I just, I love to work outside. I'm always out there. Well, especially coming from the Northeast where we're freezing, it's just a nice time of the year when you've just absolutely had enough and all you want is some, some dirt and some flowers. Because you guys are so used to the colder climate, are you guys just dying and sweating when you go down there? Down there, because I mean, it's such a different climate. Well, only in the summertime. It's okay. You know, when we're down there, and in, in yeah, when it's you know March or April, it's it's nice. It's sort of like it is for the summer here. And sometimes you know it gets really hot here. So, but it's like August. I won't do it anymore to go to Disney World in August. Oh. Like I can't. It's <laughs> My body so just hot. swells up. I don't even want to no do it in August, and I I have to live in it over here, and I just want to stay inside in the air conditioning. I don't even want to go in August. It was hot. I I did a couple years ago, and I I just oh my gosh, I was it was bad. Yeah, we've oh. done, we've said never again. September's yeah. blazing, and, and that's when yes, and that's when food and wine starts. And so you're you're in this food booth, and you've got a hot steamy plate of cheese soup and it's 110 (laughs) outside and you've got a trash can steamy trash can that you have to stand next to to eat your food i mean it's not great that's it's not one of my 
ideal festivals just because it's my least favorite because of the time of year that it is in, in, in central Florida. It, the the yeah. weather with the food and the outside environment, it's usually not great. Yeah, I didn't realize how early it starts. Um, we're looking at this here, and it's you know, July 25th. Like, That's like, early. Yeah, the end of July, I believe they're going to start it this year. So it is the longest <laughs> festival. Uh, of the of the Epcot year. Because it used to be a fall. It was a fall thing. But, yes. And it's gotten pushed back. I, I think last year it was 105 days or thereabouts. Um, but but I think essentially this food this uh, food and wine festival runs from like July through April. It, it seems <laughs> yeah. to be like a 10 month uh, festival, but it's not. It's it's usually the end of July, beginning of August, until just before Thanksgiving. So it uh, you know it does get the uh, the bulk of the festival time. Yeah, I mean it's going till November sixteenth. So if you go like early November, I'm sure the weather's fine. That's when you have to hit it, I guess. All right. Well, our plan I think this year is in September. Yeah. You never Mm -hmm. know in November. It could be ninety nine degrees, or it could be fifty. I'm thinking October because then you can also hit the Halloween party. Uh, There you go. You know. There you go. So, Food and Wine Festival is, uh, let's see, would you say, Cheryl, this is your second favorite festival? No, it's my least favorite festival. It's your least favorite festival. Okay. And Liza, how about you? It's the same for me. It's my least favorite. Hmm. All right. I'm going to say this is my second favorite festival, even though I'm not a foodie and I don't drink. (laughs) I don't drink either. You know why I like this? Because usually this is the one that is um, Orange Bird has a lot of representation. No, that's Flower and Garden. That's Flower Flower and Garden. Garden. Yeah. Oh, then I like all, flower and garden. All better. the good things from the flower and garden. <laughs> they should just drop all the rest of the celebrations, and that's it. I know, because they can do flowers year round. What are we I even know. doing? Right, that's over there. It's good. Too. No, it right. is good because it's different, and I like it. And the weather's nice because it's not hot. So it's we a got, good time. We got lucky. This, this last trip was beautiful. It was uh, like. 75, 80 degrees every day. It was lovely. Nice. I'm so happy you guys went. Where did you stay? We were off site this time. That's why Tony grumbles. Um, Uh oh. The prices on on site were high. And uh, so. Let me just say we were at a good, we were at a good neighbor hotel and we'll leave it at that. And then wrapping out the festival year at Epcot is the International Festival of the Holidays. Uh, which usually runs just after Thanksgiving until around the New Year, and of course that is all your holiday goodness. That is, uh, there's tons of tons of cookies uh, and treats and holiday stories, and uh, uh, I don't know. This is this is probably my second favorite. It's a, it's a good one, and just like um, food and wine that you know runs over. Um, Halloween, where you can you can partner up with the Halloween party at the Magic Kingdom. You can partner up with the Christmas party at the Magic Kingdom with the Festival of the Holidays. So mm-hmm. you, you know you get your full Christmas experience. Experience, yeah. So uh, I like that one though. I like seeing all the Santa Clauses or whatever they're calling them in their right. individual countries. Père Noël and Santa Claus and Kris Kringle and. Uh, the story of how they, each country celebrates the holidays is, is fun and, you know, you're gaining knowledge. Mm-hmm. So you're learning while you're there. So it's, it's edu, it's edutainment. That's what everybody says when they pull their kids out of school for, right. <laughs> to bring them to Disney World. Yes. And what uh, about Krampus? Uh, I don't think they talk about Krampus. At, uh, <laughs> yeah, they, maybe, maybe not. It's a little scary. Krampus is a thing. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, Krampus okay. is a thing, but not a not a Disney thing. Yeah, no. Uh, one one aspect of uh, Epcot that I really enjoy and has become a part of the festivals is the new points of light on the Epcot on Spaceship Earth, uh, and they they've run been running light shows uh, that are themed to music. Yeah, it's really and heavy. and if you haven't experienced that yet and and been to Epcot recently, I think they installed them what about two years ago. Yeah, sounds right. A year and a half, two years ago, uh, and it brings a new uh, a new look to Spaceship Earth. You know, they've done some projection and uh, mapping on it. They've turned it into Mike Wazowski. They've turned it into the Death Star. Um, but to see these points of light, and it's just you know. Uh, uh, it's a really interesting show the way they've they've got the patterns going and the to lights me and the it's colors. a little bit reminiscent of the fountain um, like show that they used to do with the mm-hmm. water that was synced to the music. Mm-hmm. It's that same kind of thing, right? So it sort of takes the place of that. Although I loved the fountain show, right? And I'm sad that it's gone, but oh, well. all things change. Yes, but certain things shouldn't. Except me. Certain <laughs> things shouldn't, like illumination. But See exactly. So oh. Well, that to me, Tony, I think the light on Spaceship Earth is one of the best things that they've done as far as plussing up something in a while because it's so – I didn't think it would be that cool because I was thinking, eh, just mm-hmm. put some lights on there. But when you really see it, it's just like you have to stop and you're like, wow. I mean, it really does make people just like – watch it they're like wow that's really pretty it, it's beautiful I, i'm really i enjoyed it i really did it almost made me forgive them about the nighttime show debacle right well this this trip was the the first time we had really uh stood and watched it we had caught a part of a show in january while we were on the skyliner uh, and we could see the the, the show going on um, but we were walking out of the park when the show started and I was amazed at the number of people that just stopped and looked at Spaceship Earth mm-hmm. and, and watched the show. And, you know, it was, what, maybe seven to ten minutes long. If that, yeah. Uh, and, and then when it was done, you know, everybody just started walking again. But I don't think I've seen anything of late that just makes everyone stop whatever they're doing. Um, because it is just, it's so big and you can't avoid it. You know, it's it's in your field of vision and uh, everybody just stopped and and watched what was going on. And and it was it was very impressive. It's also so noticeable from further away. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're you know, when you're driving down the highway and you can see Spaceship Earth. But, you know, at night you you couldn't really before. And now it just it glows and it draws your attention. It's it's so pretty. It is. Have we talked enough about the festivals? I think we've talked enough about the festivals. And, you know, I just like to remind folks that if they are interested in in visiting any of the festivals, uh, they can reach out to Liza or myself or Cheryl, as, you know, we all are agents of Main Street and More Travel, uh, who is still affiliated with the podcast. Um, and uh, we'd be more than happy to help you plan your vacations. You know, the the other thing that that we thought we would talk about tonight are are things off the beaten path. Um, You know, everybody goes to Spaceship Spaceship Earth and Space Mountain and Big Thunder Mountain, but what are the little attractions that that maybe you don't do that maybe aren't in your age range? Um, And we just kind of thought we'd we'd touch base on some of those that we've experienced over the past uh, couple of visits. Yeah, for us, especially this visit, we were just uh, we were just there in January with uh, the kids, uh, teenagers. So we did we hit all the rides. We hit all the major attractions. Um, 
But, you know, now going back a month later, it seemed silly to wait in long lines to do those attractions again. So, you know, we were like old fogies just <laughs> walking around and doing whatever didn't have long lines. And right. um, and those tend to be more of the shows, some uh, character meet and greets. Uh, so, yeah, we explored some things that we haven't ever done before or have only done maybe once or twice. Uh, and we didn't have to wait in line for them. Right, which was nice. Yeah. And it's it's a little different for us. You know, we are two, uh, well, one adult plus me, uh, <laughs> normally traveling without the kids now because, you know, Cheryl mentioned the girls are, well, Lily's 19, Isabel's 21. So the girls are, are on their own. They don't come with us on every trip. And our experiences are a lot different than Liza's. Liza, you've you've got the girls, and and your girls are what, ten, eleven? Oh no, they're fourteen. Seventeen? Are they fourteen? Oh my goodness. Okay, so but but you're, they're still traveling with you a lot. Well, yeah, they can't right? drive yet. I'm not yeah. going to allow them to drive yet. <laughs> like no, not yet. Yeah, they still travel with me, so we don't. We still do stuff. The, you know, but mm-hmm. they're not into the little kid things anymore. You know, it's different now. They're different. They're the teens, you know, age. So it's different. Are they are they too cool for princesses at this point? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Have to wait until they like like get older and then they think it's like funny to go do it again. You know, they, they want to like relive their childhood. So then they want to go do all the princesses all over again. Oh, I need that to happen. <laughs> I'm ready for that to happen. Because now they're just embarrassed of everything. They're at that I'm embarrassed of everything stage. And I'm like, really? Where did you get this from? Because it wasn't from me. You're like, I'm not embarrassed about anything. I'm not. But my mom said I was when I was their age. So that's probably, I blocked that out. But um, it's an age thing. Yeah. It's an age thing. We do different stuff when we go now. But. When I was a kid, when I was with them when they were little, and this is something that I would want to do when I go back with them, I want to do that pirates thing again in Magic Kingdom, the pirate adventure. Ah, uh, I don't even know what that is. It's uh, it's a scavenger hunt type deal. Yes, and you they give you like a little card, and then you go to these. It, and you get a little map, and then you go to these different areas. It's not open every like all day. But certain mm-hmm. times of the day, there's a kiosk where you can go and get a map and a little card. And it's almost like, remember when they had the thing in on Main Street in the windows? What was that called? Right. With the cards? Almost. The Sorcerers of Magic Kingdom? Sorcerers. Sorcerers. Sor- Kingdom, Sorcerers Kingdom? Kingdom Sorcerers? Sorcerers of Magic Kingdom. Remember? Okay. Yeah. We never did that. Um, I think our kids we just... We did that once. Did we? Yes. I think our kids were like just too old for it like they just weren't quite into it it was for for us it was the thing where it felt like a waste of time to our kids because all they wanted Mm -hmm. to do was like go on the major attractions yes they just want to ride ride. i never did that one either but the pirate one we did and it was so much fun it's actually really cute but it's only in that section of the park mm -hmm. and do you get a prize at the end you absolutely get nothing. Excellent. You just, you just say you did it. <laughs> Tony wants a prize. Well, he always does. He's like, well, what do we get? Oh, yeah. Well, you don't. You just don't. 
I mean, my kids, we did the Christmas tree stroll one time in, the, in Disney Springs, and they give you the paper with the stickers, and they're like, okay, at the end, you you know, you get something. And they, I think they were thinking they were going to get a big plushie or, like, a big, like, something big. And then they were like, here you go, kid. And it was, like, this tiny little button. <laughs> they were like, yeah, what? We just, we just did it, too, and it was pretty bad. I was hoping we were going to get, like, like, even just, like, a little ornament thing or something. I don't know. Yeah. But, no, it was pretty sad. Yeah. It was pretty sad, yeah. They were kind of like, wait a minute, this is it? <laughs> like, yes, <laughs> this is it. But we did it's have so fun, fun to do, it. though. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. The experience was fun. But the pirates, you don't even get that. But it is so no, fun. No, right. And, and, you know, it's one of those things. We were looking for things that we could do that didn't have lines. It's so busy there. I think oh, there were cheerleaders. It was they had the um, it was the high school cheer competition, yeah, national competition or whatever. There were uh, you've never seen so many cheerleaders in your life. Uh, mm. and it was just really, really busy. Um, but you know what? The cheerleaders didn't really want to go on the, uh, on the riverboat in the Magic Kingdom and they just, they didn't care. So that, that was the kind of thing that, that we did this trip and we were able to do because we didn't have the kids. So there was no one to tell us we couldn't. So yeah, we did okay. that. Okay. Uh, yeah. You know what I learned about that? What? There's, there is nowhere to sit. I'm like, oh, this will be nice. It's relaxing. We'll go. No, it's, you have to stand up. Oh, and it's yeah, like you do. Ride around Tom Sawyer Island. Yeah, my feet were tired. I didn't want to stand up anymore. So I sat because there was a couple of benches, but they were in the very hot sun. So I don't know. I would need to, I need to rethink. <laughs> I would need to rethink doing that one again. Maybe a lower uh, deck because there was some stuff down on the first deck. Yeah. We oh, you think that's where the seats were? No, there's just uh, the seats shade. are sparse. Yeah, there was shade. Yeah, the the top deck they had a, a few benches, but there was no covering on them, so you sat in the mm-hmm. 80 degree sun for the the entire length of the ride. I don't know if they're trying to sell people on that ride because I mean it doesn't get that much traffic. Put you know put in some benches. People are going to be a lot true. happier if you sit down. Put in a like a reclining chair. Just take Ooh, a nice with the massaging nap. ones. Oh, massage chair. Yes. There you go. Well, yeah. They have people, huge lines for that. Oh, yeah. Nobody would get out. They would be no. like, I'm waiting <laughs> until park closed. Grandma's going to be over here, guys. <laughs> and Cheryl. Grandma and Cheryl. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, well, I'd be there, too. I'd be like, uh, you'll find me in the recliner on the boat. It's fine. Get a awesome. tan on my legs. There you go. Yeah. That's and then fun. we did the... We did the um, the Enchanted Tales with Belle. You said you've done that with your daughters before. A long time ago when it first came out, and they were little in princess dresses. Oh. Oh, it was so cute. But now. We had no idea what to expect. Yeah. What'd you think? The cute, with the area you walk through, like, to get to the little building was adorable. The whole little, like, garden area. Mm-hmm. Um, and the concept was really cute and the talking wardrobe was neat and, uh, Lumiere, uh, was that like, you know, them all being animated was super mm-hmm. cool. I didn't know to expect that there was going to be like a little skit that like the kids were going to put on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like it probably how good it is probably depends on which kids you end up having up there. You know, <laughs> are they really animated? Are they really shy? You know? Um, uh, many of ours were not English speaking and it it wasn't going great. 
Yeah, and they we didn't get a lot of volunteers, so there was one um, one part that didn't get played right. because they couldn't find anybody to do it. Um, right. And it was the first performance of the day that it had just opened at ten thirty, so it's it's one of these attractions that is not open for the full park day. Uh, mm. So no one was there. I don't think it. It's the kind of thing that not a lot of people know about. Maybe. Um, and it was, like Cheryl said, it was just very sparse. And, you know, if you get a good crowd with good kids who are, you know, animated and kind of spazzy, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's fun. <laughs> but if you get a couple of duds, uh, you know, the, the experience is just not uh, up to snuff. I think it could have been really, really funny or, mm-hmm. or really cute. Um, it was like I, I enjoyed the setup and I enjoyed seeing what it was. But I'm I'm not going back until I have grandchildren. I think is is probably right. what's happening there. So which could oh, be you know another yeah. forty years. So. Oh gosh, <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Forty years. I know that's a long time. All right, All right. twenty five. <laughs> okay, yeah, maybe twenty. But, do you um, have any uh, Do you have any attractions you go on when you just when like the lines for everything are just too long? Is there any like special spots that you like to go and? Hang out. Well, which part? Are we talking Magic Kingdom right now? Sure. Let's start with start with the Magic Kingdom. Sure. Well, it used to be Country Bears, but mm-hmm. we all know yep. about that situation at this point. Right. Um, Phil Magic is always a must do for me. I okay. love Phil. I love PhilharMagic. I love the new scene that they put with the Coco a few years back. It, it's so cool. And it's nice and cool in there if it's hot. And it's a mm-hmm. giant, like, loader of people. I mean, it's a big theater. So it's right. usually not a wait. And people don't even, they walk right past it, don't even know what it is yep. all the time. And it's yeah, fantastic. That one on my, we didn't do that one this time. And we were looking for things that really didn't have weights. And Tony sort of suggested it. We just didn't end up doing it. Um, I don't know. I always, I, you like the Muppets in, um, in Hollywood oh, Studios too, right? Oh, I See, I don't Muppets. love that. And I, I liked it, but I've seen it so many times and, you know, it just doesn't change. And they've got that, yeah. that, that bird thing that bounces around. I don't like the bird. Oh, um, what's his name? The Spirit uh, of 3D. The Spirit of 3D. Oh, yeah. Well, and I'm not really a fan of that rabbit that ran away. Walter? Um, is that his name? Yeah. Is that his name? The bunny? Okay. The bunny. Mm. I don't know. Okay, well, maybe it is if that's what – I don't know. I just remember thinking, like, well, you know what? You're not really being a team player. <laughs> And I'm not really liking this, but I just I do love that show. But I like Muppets, so anytime I have Miss Piggy around, I'm happy. Yeah, she's great. She's great. I yeah, there's just Piggy. some parts I would like to I'd like to take out of it. Selectively watch that show, but I always I think know. when I think of the Philhar Magic show, I always think it's going to be like similar to that. I've only seen it once or twice, so oh, I should so probably good. get back in there. It's so good. Oh. They they the Coco scene is so good. If you haven't seen it, it's really oh, okay. it's really nice. It's beautiful. I love Coco. I do have to interrupt Liza to uh-huh. to let you know that uh I've always referred to him as Walter. <laughs> Uh, but it's actually Bean Bunny. It is Bean. It's, that's right. Because I was like, I don't it know is if Bean. It's Walter. Walter, you Walter from Walter. I have always referred to him as Walter. He, to me, he looks like Walter. He thinks so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can see it, but I knew his name was more annoying than that. Uh-huh. Um, and it's Bean. That's right. Bean. Bean. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's right. It's, I'm like, what? Why is this, that's his name? But that's okay, because that's what Jim Hansen, that was his last project that he worked on before he passed away. And I don't think that they'll ever touch it because of that. Right. So. And so that's a good one. That's a good one in Hollywood studios to, to, uh, to, to go and, and do if you're looking to kill some time or be cool. Mm-hmm. Never things are very busy. No, I no. mean, trying to find things that don't have a line, especially I feel like in Hollywood studios right now with Toy Story Land is so popular and Galaxy's Edge is so popular. Um, and then, you know, then there's the, the big rides and mm-hmm. um, Tower. Mickey and Minnie's Runway Railway. Like, what else is there? There's really not a lot that doesn't have a long Star line. Tours. We did Frozen. Star Tours yeah, can be pretty pretty slow. I can't do that one because of the, the simulator just does not agree uh, with me. Um, okay. But we did, uh, we always walk through One Man's Dream. Mm-hmm. That's a nice, cool spot if it's hot out. Mm-hmm. And this time, when we walked through, Tony said there was a uh, a character meet and greet back that way. He said the Little Mermaid was back there, and I was like, all right, whatever. Oh. So we went back there, and it was the live-action uh, Little Mermaid. She was beautiful. And there was one person meeting her when we got there, and then just us, and then no one was behind us. It was crazy. Like, no one knew it was there. And she's such a popular character. I feel like if people realized she was there the line would have been really long. So we felt like that was a, a nice little hidden gem to, to get to go see. Yeah, that's, no wait. that's a weird spot right there. Yeah. You have um, to go through one man's dream. Yeah. That's a, that area. That whole area right there is kind of we- weird to me because it's like right before you get to toys to really, but there's like, it's a weird transition right there. But I think that Hollywood studios is, it's problematic. Every, almost every attraction is a headliner. Almost every right. attraction has a super long waits all all day. So mm-hmm. I just feel like they need more big shows or they need to put a couple Omnimover attractions in there just to kind of weed it right. out. But, but Yeah, agreed. You know, maybe eventually. They're supposed to be reopening The Little Mermaid. They're redoing that show, so that'll open again, so that'll be good. Okay. And, and just before we went into One Man's Dream, uh, coming through Toy Story Land, uh, you know, speaking of sections of the park that aren't open all the time, the little Municiburg uh, area, which is a, a meet and greet with the characters, it used to be the main entrance to Toy Story Midway Mania mm-hmm. uh, in the old days, um, but now they have put in a bunch of Pixar meet and greets with the Incredibles and Frozone. Um, I think Mike and Sully are there, uh, but we went in to meet Edna Mode, and the Edna Mode meet and greet, if you have not gone in, she has her own little, uh, I think it's her studio, uh, you get to see some of the costumes that she's created over the years for some superheroes, uh, there are no capes in there, no. um, and you see some of the awards that she's won and some of the magazine articles about her, uh, and then at the end you get to see Edna. Uh, we walked in once again, no wait. Yeah, there was uh, no one there to see her. Th- there was no one in line behind us. Uh, and when we actually left, uh, I looked and, and she was staring out the window, <laughs> uh, <laughs> just watching people walk by. And, oh you know, you just want to, like, say, like, there's Edna Moe. Like, like, why aren't not? there any, any people in there? Yeah, um, she was she was a great character to me. Frozone didn't really have a line. No. Um, Sully did. And the Incredibles Incredibles had had a a small line. line. But, But, you know, the the problem there is if you're going, if you're leaving Toy Story Land and going to the front of the park, you're not going to make a right to go into, uh, you know, what is essentially a cul-de-sac 
because you can't get out there. It is hidden. Um, you know, people are either going to Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway or they're leaving to go to the front of the park. And you kind of have to go in there knowing that you're going to get some character pictures. You have to be looking at a time's right. guide and knowing right. that they're there. Yeah. Uh, or And it's also the place where they sell uh, uh, Jack Jack's Num Num Cookies. Oh. So uh, that's a, a decent little snack spot. Um, but, yeah, you have to have a purpose to go in there. And I just think it's kind of off the beaten path. We didn't spend much time in Hollywood Studios. We got there early and we did Rise of the Resistance. Mm-hmm. And by the time we got out of that, all the lines were an hour long. Right. And, you know, we had just done everything you know, a month before, so we weren't going to wait in the line. So, yeah, we did the character meet and greets and, uh, you know, the walkthrough attraction there. Uh, but and we did Frozen last time. That's a good one, too. Did the Frozen sing along. That's really good. Uh, but, you know, we had just done it. So. All okay. right. And then let's see. What did we do in Epcot for? that wasn't so popular that we didn't have to wait in lines. I mean, we did the we the Broadway series. That was our big, that was the big thing that we spent time doing there. Right. We walked we, around back behind um, Canada. Yes. We did the Canada 360 show. Mm-hmm. And We did, for Epcot, our, our off-the-beaten-path things were character meet-and-greets. We did the Mickey and Minnie uh, character meet-and-greet, which, as I mentioned earlier in the show, is kind of at the entrance to the Disney Pixar Short Film Festival. Right. Uh, for now. That was a wait, though. That was a wait. Yeah. Um, and then we went next door because there is a, an exclusive Visa card, a Disney Chase Visa cardholder photo experience um, where we met Mickey and Goofy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was right next door to that, so that was a that was a minimal wait. Mm-hmm. When we first went over, there was a half it was hour. A half hour, but it I just opened. Waiting a half hour. So Epcot, we didn't really do much off the beaten path. Uh, yeah, well, the Circle Vision thing. Mm-hmm. All right. And then at Animal Kingdom, we went specifically into Animal Kingdom to see the Nemo show. Yeah. And to do the Maharahi Maharaja Jungle Trek. Maharaja Jungle Trek, yeah, because we didn't get to see that last time. Mm-hmm. And I like the bats, my favorite part. Oh, the bats. And the nice thing, big, yeah, big like old fruit huge, bats. Yeah, they're massive. And the nice thing about the either the gorilla walk or the jungle trek is that, uh, you know, you're, you're not constra- constrained by, by ride vehicles. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can kind of spend as much time or as little time as you want in there. And uh, it's just a, a nice way. You're not going to get cool because it's not air-conditioned. Well, there's not a whole lot that's cool in the uh, right. animal kingdom. But it's a, it's a nice way to sometimes avoid the crowds because, you know, everybody's on Expedition Everest and nobody's walking through the, the tiger walk there. Right. So uh, a nice way to avoid avoid people. I think Conservation Station has some things, too, that aren't mm-hmm. a super long Wait, do you ever go over there, Liza? Um, yeah, they have that little petting zoo, and they have uh, the displays with the vets and the animals and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I mean, sometimes it's really cool, and I've been I've been back there a few times because my kids like the petting zoo, and I think they still right. like the petting zoo. <laughs> and um, I would like the petting zoo. So. Yeah, I mean, I still like the petting zoo too. Who am I gonna kid? I I, I like animals. <laughs> so you know, I always said if I was gonna work in a park. I'd want to work with those animals over there. I, I love Animal Kingdom. And another thing that I like is they have that parrot show in the front of the park. I believe right. it's, um, I think it's like on the half hour every hour on the 30, um, if the okay. parrots are cooperating because they do fly free, you know, and so, so they, cool. isn't that cool? Yeah, they, it, and they're so pretty. And, they're, and that's something that if you don't know it's going to happen, 
and you're not like looking for it or walking past at the time, you 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 may miss it. But right. I think it's worth at least seeing once. I mean, it's really cool. I always try to catch it when I go. I love the parrot we've show. One, we've seen it once or twice, but I think it's been more that we just like happened to catch it. We we didn't, you know, plan for it, but it's definitely worth planning for. It is really cool and they're gorgeous. Yeah, I ran over there one time to catch it because I knew when it was going to happen and the parents didn't feel like doing it. So I went back 30, like an hour later and they did it. She's like, they just, sometimes they just don't want to perform, I guess. I was like, oh, okay. I know. (laughs) I know. I was like, and then the bird show that they have, that other show that they have, the Feather Friends in Flight, that's really fun too. And that seats a lot of people in there. It's been a long time since I did that one too. Yeah. Maybe there's still more things to do. Every time you go, there's there's more things. There's so much that's offered in each of the parks, and you, you have your either you have your favorites or you're always you know trying to hit the things that are those big attractions. And a lot of times the the other stuff gets overlooked, but it's some of it's great stuff. Yeah, you're right. There's always something new. Yep. And something sure. to explore at Walt Disney World. On that note. <laughs> yeah, um, Liza, do you have anything else? I'm excited to see Flower Garden, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I love that festival. If you're ever in Disney around that time, that is the best time to go to a Flower Garden show. I love it. All right. Well, that wraps up another exciting episode. As always, I remind our guests that the uh, podcast is affiliated with Main Street and More Travel. So if you're interested in traveling to Walt Disney World, you can reach out to any one of us and uh, we can help plan your trip. So on behalf of Cheryl and Liza, this is Tony, and you've been listening to the Mouse and More podcast. Good night, everybody. Good night.